Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 814, air date October 26, 2020. What's up, Dr. Shiva? Hey, cool, and she can talk about how she got involved in the campaign too. There's a whole lot of people that organically came part of this c- campaign. Once they heard Shiva's message, she was like, yeah, this guy gets it. So I'm in. Thank you. Hi guys. So 10 months ago or whatever, actually 12 months ago, I met Dr. Shiva in, at his lecture in uh, Cambridge. It was about vaccine risk assessment. And I was honestly just interested in that. I had absolutely zero interest in politics. And I didn't even know he was running actually when I went. And he was really my answer to what are we going to do with those vaccine bills? One of them was to remove religious exemption, right? And it was just for some people, it was literally like a tragedy. Like they would have to move out of the state because their children were already injured and they were basically just beyond concerned what they were going to face, right? And so I just wanted to see if there was some voice of reason of science that could speak on our behalf. And I thought, there he is, right? And this amazing really first of all he he was super objective there was no pro anti it was just here's the science here's what's missing you know go and basically do your homework right give, give people informed consent which is we all assume that we have it right because our doctors say something but it's not actually informed consent because once you start research you say how come i didn't know all of these things so anyway, long story short i ended up following him a little longer because i thought well let me see what he's going to do with his testimonies you know at the state house there was a hearing and honestly, the more I got to know him, the more I was so genuinely impressed with the fact that he was doing it obviously on his own time and dime. There was no, you know, a lot of people get paid to do these appearances like RFK Jr. You know, he flies in, he gets paid 30 grand, you know, to speak from a high podium. And it's lovely, you know, because it brings people together on, on the one hand, but it's also kind of criminal because all these people think that somebody is doing something for them. And the reality is backroom deals get done. Those poor mothers and fathers stay basically out in the cold with their kids, dealing with vaccine injuries. New kids get injured and nobody knows what the hell is going on, right? Because there's the same propaganda protocol. They tell you the exact same thing. They say it's science, believe in it, blah, blah, blah. If you don't believe, you should be ashamed of yourself, right? You're being irresponsible. No, you're actually being incredibly responsible for doing your own research about anything, right? And that should be like no brainer. So when he's, when Dr. Shiva started enabling and empowering people to say, you know, here's the science, go teach it to your friend, right? And really take it ground level. Like, don't rely on anyone. There is no RFK Jr., there is no, you know, Messiah that's gonna come and save you. Go do the work, because we all deserve informed consent. We should not be in the dark, right? Especially when it concerns children. What, what's more precious, right? What's, what's future all about if you can't protect your own children? So the point is, I think he's, this is the only man I've met so far, and I hope there's gonna be more, who has the courage, the knowledge, the courage and conviction to do the right thing, regardless of the circumstances. And honestly, I've never cared about voting. I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, but I didn't vote before. And I, for the first time, I couldn't wait to cast my vote, right? Because, and for Trump as well, but for Shiva, as a, you know, as somebody who I know personally, because I thought, this is who should be representing us in the 21st century. Somebody who's qualified, he's really the best qualified candidate in the race. You know, the other two people, unfortunately, are the typical lawyer career politicians who are just talk, 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 talk. If you sit them down and say, explain to me the Green New Deal, explain to me the science. They're gonna tell you all the bullshit points, sound bites that basically make absolutely zero sense. I mean, in some parallel universe, maybe they do, but in reality, if you actually look objectively at science, they don't actually add up, right? So it's amazing that somebody like him has basically dropped everything else he was doing, which he had a pretty exciting life before, and he still does, obviously. And he 
was is looking to look, come back to it in six years, but he actually wants to do public service. Like Jeremy said, he's already done so much public service, just educating people. It's not like he's making money on those YouTube videos, you know? He's just putting out knowledge. He wants people to be excited. He wants that twinkle, you know, light in your eyes when you get get it, right? And you run around and you tell somebody else about it. Because it, it brings us all together, right? It makes us all healthy. It makes us all more active, more, you know, less depressed about the bullshit that we're seeing. So, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed being part of this campaign. And yes, it took over my life. I have not mowed you know, my lawn. I have not done anything this year. But I'm so proud to have met all these people. I mean, just I'm so excited. I feel like I've literally met America for the first time. I've lived in the U.S. since 1998. And I, for the first time, I feel like I've met the American spirit. You know, like the freedom-loving, critically thinking, stand up for yourself. You know, you have, you have something to protect, you know? So I can't imagine anybody else representing us better in this race than Dr. Shiva, who I'm, without further ado, I'm just going to let him speak. And thank you so much for listening and being here. Thank you, Karina. One person I want to, where's Phil and his wife, Barbara? Come on up here. So what's really amazing about what we're doing here is typically working people do not do things like this, right? We outsource our politics to these people called politicians. But what's really amazing that's taking place in this country because of Donald Trump, and we have to thank him for that. So I wanna thank Donald Trump for bringing us together, but that's just the beginning, right? So we have to thank President Trump, and we have to do everything we can to make sure not only does he get elected, but the spirit of it, the movement that he's unleashed move forward. But it's people like Phil and Barbara are the same people that I grew up with as a young kid in India, you know, I grew up, I came here when I was seven years old. My great-grandfather was a poor village farmer. He, when he was a 12-year-old kid, he took, you know, he was a, basically a slave, an indentured servantship to go to Burma as a 12-year-old. And he worked so hard. In those days, you, you got on these ships and you had to work three years off. They kept you as a slave. He worked so hard, the slave ship captain let him off. And then he, you know did really well in Burma, then World War II came and then he came back. I remember this man, 93 years old, ripped mu muscularly working in the fields. So that's the background I come from, which is where we all come from, hard working people. When I came to the United States, it was people like, you know, Phil and Barbara, uh, people who trained me, as I mentioned, in landscaping and lo mowing lawns. And you are my people and I'm one of yours. And it's about time that we have one of us representing us that's what we need and as and, and as jeremy said jeremy come on over here as jeremy said when one of us actually does the work when we do not cheat and come bottoms up what do they do they cheat these people are cheaters their entire life is cheating that's what they do they cheat they cheat they cheat they get their little government jobs they release people to go harass people don't take your signs you know take your signs down etc because that's what this system is becoming. And what's really powerful of what occurred today, and we need to keep doing this every day, is that working people are gonna take matters into our own hands. That's what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna take matters into our own hands, build a movement, bottoms up. And I can't overemphasize this, that when you look at both of these party establishments, the Republican Party establishment, very different than Republicans, right? Very different. Charlie Baker is not a Republican. He's not a Republican. He's a rhino Democrat. 
Bill Well just endorsed Joe Biden, his mentor. Charlie Baker's mentor is Bill Well. He just endorsed Joe Biden when we were running in the primaries. Charlie Baker said, Markey and Kennedy will make good senators. That's what he said. Doesn't even, so he doesn't see us. That's what I'm saying. We have to wake up. These people treat us like peasants. They do not care about us. They will never care about us. The only people who care about us is us. And we have to get that really clear. And it's us, beyond black or white, beyond left or right, working people must unite. That's what needs to happen. Beyond black or white, beyond left or right, working people unite. And, and what they do every election cycle is they have, they create some race war. So you have on the one hand, they try to separate black people from the police. If you look at the history of all movements, the people and the police have always been united. They always unite. When the establishment comes against us, look at any country. The police, the army, and the people always come together, and they point their guns at them. And what they want us to do is to separate us. So over here, they have these fools putting these Black Lives Matter signs who don't give a damn about black people, and then they want to separate them from the police. So this is all engineered against us. That's who it's engineered against. And our only way out of this is to do what we're doing, what you're doing next weekend, right? Is to go to the streets, more cars, more people on the streets. Because when you look at the history of all people, all slave movements from the time, it was when we came bottoms up. No one's ever going to give us anything. They will never give us anything. We have to take it from them. We got to take it. We got to get back our freedom. Because without freedom, you cannot practice science. And what we have right now is fake science. So everything they do, the biggest, the fake news behind fake news, and I can tell you this from having been at MIT for 33 years, the biggest prostitutes today, the pe people who practice the oldest profession, are academics. That's who the real fake news behind fake news is. You pay them enough, they'll tell you CO2 is a pollutant. And that's what they have going on right now. You saw that stupid debate, that idiot saying we have to go from fossil fuels all the way to these, most of these solar cells are all going to be dying. All of these windmills are going to be falling. And they're, they're trying to tell us that we're going to build an amazing modern 21st century economy on that. You can't do it. You're going to build it on modern technology. They want us to go backward. That's what they want to do. Because it's built on fake science. So the CO2 stuff is built on fake science. The vaccine stuff is built on fake science. And the coronavirus stuff is built on fake science. It's all built on fake science. And what they want to do is to fear-monger the shit out of us. They, excuse the language. They want to fear-monger our young people. They want to fear-monger old people. Meanwhile, they have senior citizens dying alone. They have our kids not in school. They have our businesses being attacked. They want to lock us down. It has nothing to do with public health. What it has to do with is their wealth. They want to concentrate wealth and power. And we cannot allow that. There's more of us than them. The biggest thing we have to understand is this, that this is sort of the political lesson here. There's the there have always been three forces throughout history. Two of them are against us. The, se the second force I'm going to tell you about is the most insidious one. It's obvious to see the Bidens and the Clintons, right, and the Bushes don't stand for us. They're the establishment. Then we have us, bottoms up, change agents, bottoms up. But the establishment is very, very clever. They create a second force, which I call the not-so-obvious establishment. 
Let me repeat that. The not-so-obvious establishment. The not-so-obvious establishment is created by the establishment to sucker us. These people in the not-so-obvious establishment speak all the words. You know, they speak all the words on the right and the left. And if you watch them, these people on the right, I hate to say it, people like Howie Carr and Jeff Cooner, they talk a good game, but they keep the American white working class in bondage. You don't let, if they're truly a threat, they don't get a 50,000-watt station. And on the left, they have people like Al Sharpton, and they have people like Bernie Sanders. They do not exist to organize us. They want us to not to give up our power back to ourselves. I'm here to tell you, beware of the not-so-obvious establishment. Howie Carr supported Jeff Deal. He supported this guy, Cock. Sorry, the guy's website is Cock for Senate. It's quite amazing, all right? Yet, and then you had... Charlie Baker support the same guy. So these guys, and on the right and the left, you have the same thing. So you have the Al Sharptons of the white people and the Al Sharptons of the black people. These people are used to manipulate us, thinking they're going to do something for us. No, they want to sell their books. As Karina said, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the entire Kennedy family is the not-so-obvious establishment, as though they're the only ones who are going to help the working people. I'm telling you, those people are the real criminals. It's easy to see the Bushes. It's easy to see the Clintons, etc. But the establishment stays in power by making us think that they're going to do something for us. I'm sorry, they're going to do nothing for us. They're going to sell their books. They're going to do their thirty-two thousand uh, dollar, you know, little talks, etc. And that's the biggest lesson people need to learn: the not so obvious establishment. You follow what I'm saying? If you look at history, it's not them they've ever done. They just talk, 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 sell books, get ads. It's us. And they do not want us to break away from them. This is one of the most important lessons we need to learn it quickly. Otherwise, another generation is going to go and another generation of suffering. We need to build this neighbor to neighbor to neighbor. That's the biggest lesson. It may be a hard lesson to hear. On the left, people think the Kennedys are going to do something. On the right, people think some... You know, right-wing talk host is talk show host is going to do something. They're not going to do anything. They haven't done anything. That's why we're in the situation today. That's why we have forced vaccinations in Massachusetts coming. That's why we had lockdowns. There was no opposition to them. You follow what I'm saying? Since we won this on a landslide, the night before, in 2018, 260,000 people voted in the Republican primary. So just keep that number. In 2018, 260,000. Now, do you think with mail-in ballots there should be more votes or less votes? More, right? More. Everyone get that? Well, we had predict in every state there were at least 25% lift to two times more people. That means if you had 100,000 people voting in 2018, typically there was 125,000 or 200,000. So we predicted in this primary election there should be at least 360,000 people voting, 320 to 360,000 in the Republican primary. We geared up our forces for that. By the way, not one person on our campaign gets paid. Jerry's a truck driver. You have an educator. You have a psychologist. You have a real estate guy. You have an IT person. You have an engineer. Everyone on this campaign does not get paid. 3,000 volunteers came to us. We built our campaign to get 200. That's, that's a very important point. All of you, anyone here a lawyer? Any lawyers here? Look at that. Not one freaking lawyer here. You go to their campaigns, at least 80, 90% lawyers in the crowd. All right? So we geared up our campaign to get 220,000 votes. 
which means we made millions of phone calls. All working people all over this country made them. We got 20,000 donations, $5, $10. And all of that money we pushed into advertising on their billboards and their radio. We knew on the night of the election we had gotten about 220,000 votes and the other fool maybe got 100,000. The day before the election, we called an emergency meeting. Galvin, everyone know this guy Galvin? He's been there for 40 years. He makes a very weird announcement. He says only 150,000 people are going to vote in the Republican primary. Now think about that. 260,000 voted in 2018. So he's saying 110,000 less Republicans are going to vote. Does that make any sense? No. Meanwhile, he predicted double the number of Democrats are going to vote in the primary. 600,000 voted in 2018. He's predicting 1.2 million. So he's telling us thinking we're stupid that two times more Democrats are going to vote in the primary and half as many Republicans. It didn't make any sense. So we called an emergency meeting and myself and others knew we were going to win except unless they did fraud. So the election night comes. I knew we had 220,000 votes in the bag. And if you want to share, I can share the math. So we're watching the results come in. We win in Franklin County, hand counted. 80% of the towns were hand counted in Franklin County and every other county, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. I'm sorry, did anyone see this guy's lawn sign? No. Ask him, John, put it out there. Did anyone see his lawn sign? No. Did anyone even know this guy? No. All right, this guy gets 60-40 in Lawrence, all Hispanic, wow. 60-40 in Brockton, all blacks, right? 60-40, this guy's a man for all seasons. You must be the Rainbow Coalition or something, right? This guy is winning everywhere. And when we gave our speech that night, we said election fraud took place. F you, Baker. F you, this guy. That was our concession speech. And what we found was on September 9th, something interesting occurred. We went to the Secretary of State. We found out, in all, and this is something everyone should be educated about, because I just learned this. In wherever they do machine counting in all those other counties, when you take that ballot and you put it into those scanners, you know what happens? It creates a thing called an image, like a picture. Like you're taking a picture with your iPhone or your Android. It creates a picture of that ballot called a ballot image, okay? And the computer software reads your little ellipse and it counts it. So let's say Phil got 1,000 votes. It says 1,000 votes for Phil and I got 1,000 votes. The machine is doing the counting. Okay? Not a human being like in Franklin County. So in the software of their machine, we found out that there is a feature that was implemented in 2001 called a weighted race feature. A weighted race feature. What is that feature? The feature allows at the time of counting to multiply people's votes by a factor. So let's say the establishment likes Phil. We're going to multiply his vote by... 2.5. So it's not one person, one vote. It's one person, two and a half votes. And Shiva, he gets multiplied by 0.5. So I get a thousand votes, he get a thousand votes. But at the end of the day, what do they report on CNN? 2,500 votes for Phil Arsenal, right? 2.5 times a thousand. 0.5 times a thousand, 500 votes for Shiva Iadure. This is a feature that's in the software. Should that feature even be in there? No. Why was it put in there? In 2001, they put it in there for condo associations. Let's say all of us were in one big condo unit. Phil owned 1,000 square feet. 
I owned 2,000, Jeremy owned 1,500, and we were all voting whether to put new carpeting. They said, okay, Phil should get two times more votes than Jeremy and I should get 1.5 votes, right? Because he pays more condo fee maintenance. Everyone following what I'm saying? Right? Well, that feature was left in there for federal elections. Why? Why was it left in there? And the, to cheat. And in fact, think about it. Even in Venezuela, they have voter ID. You get a receipt. Even in a third world country like India, you get a receipt. You got to show your thumbprint. But in the United States, no voter IDs. None of us can prove even if we voted. Think about that. The input to the system is unverifiable and the output can be manipulated. How did we allow this to happen in America? And that's what our campaign discovered and that's why we're sharing this with you. None of these other guys won't even talk about it. Why? Because they, they don't have to campaign anymore. That's why you don't see a marquee lawn sign. That's why you don't see this other fool's lawn sign. They don't need to campaign anymore, but we do. They don't have to campaign. And as Michelle said, we had Karina, Jeremy, uh, all of our volunteers. By the way, no one gets paid. We went to all the towns. We went to 15 towns. And we did a FOIA, Freedom of Information request. And we asked for two pieces of data. We said, give us the list of all the people who voted. It's called the participating voters list. Right? Which means, right? So if you had... 100 people, Bill, Bob, Joe, Bill, who came, and that was 10 voters, that should match up with the total number of votes, 10. Well, what did we find out? By the way, in Boston, we had issued our FOIA on September 4th. They didn't give it to us. You know what we did? 18 of us showed up there at City Hall. 20 cops show up. They said, you don't have masks. We said, we don't have to wear masks. We did not leave there until they gave it to us. They got scared because we had the legal documents, and then finally, mysteriously, after 30 days, within two minutes, we get emailed to me the data. Well, what did the data show? In the city of Boston, there were votes than voters. In Lawrence, 84 more votes than voters. Remember, these people are just getting paid to count. They don't have to build a bridge. They don't have to solve an IT problem. They don't have to drive a truck. They don't have to put wheels on and fix, right? fix axles, whatever, right? They just have to freaking count. So we get every, in all of those seven cities, by the way, they, they violated law. They still owe us other data. More votes than voters. Just think about that. This is not Venezuela. This is not Afghanistan. This is not Iraq. This is Massachusetts, the United States of America. We don't have democracy. They can flip the switch when they want. That's why the founders created the Second Amendment. That's why they created that. So we could keep them in check. And, for, and this is one of the greatest countries in the world because we have the Second Amendment right there. Exactly. That is how we stop election fraud. Right there. The Second Amendment is how we, the people, stop this bullshit. And we have to wake up and realize that it's up to us. And we have to only believe in us. Go look at the background of these people. What did you do for a living? Oh, I went to law school. What did you do? I wrote contracts. Did you ever make anything? Did you ever solve a problem? Did you ever have to serve customers? None of that. They don't know what life is, guys. That's why they're okay with lockdowns. That's why they're okay with forced vaccinations. These people are not one of us.
They're not one of us. They're one of them. So we got to stop voting for them. And when we say this write-in campaign, it's more than a write-in campaign. It's about us saying that I'm going to take that pen and I'm going to write in Shiva for Senate, not because we trust them anymore. They'll probably cheat again. But we're making a mental break from their bullshit. That's what we're doing. And that break, every one of us does it here, we raise the political consciousness. We're no longer saying splitting the votes. That's what they do, right, when a candidate like me comes? Well, no, they want to slit our throats. We don't care about their splitting the votes argument. They're basically leading us like a bunch of sheep down a slaughterhouse, and the two people are going to slaughter us. We're opening the gate and saying, run, right, write us in. They're saying, oh, you're going to split the vote. No, we're about freeing people. That's what this campaign's about. And what's the most powerful thing is that this campaign is made up of real people. It's not Bernie Sanders students, right? It's working people. And that's why they got so scared. That's why they had to cheat, cheat us. But the problem is they're not going to get away with it because we're educating everyone here. And we're going to get smarter and smarter and smarter. And we're not going to buy into their BS. We have Crystal here who came all the way from Nebraska. We have volunteers who come in from other states to help us. To help us pass out cards. We have about a couple of boxes of cards left. Those cards basically teach people how to write in. I want everyone to come up here, take a handful of them. You know, 500,000, they're really easy. Go to your town centers, put them in the convenience stores, wherever you want. We want all those cards out of here before we leave. That's the number one thing I need everyone's help in. We have a little bit of time, but regardless of what happens on November 3rd, we've unleashed a movement. And we're not going to stop. That's we're not going to stop. Maybe everyone here will get everyone here to run for office around the, around the banner of truth, freedom, and health, right? We need to all go bottoms up. Bottoms up. We need to get the police, the army folks, the firemen, everyone who works behind us because we need to build a movement. That's what we've done today, and that's what Donald Trump did when he won in 2016. But he cannot do it alone. He can't. The swamp is so deep. The swamp is so deep. It's, the movement's got to go on. So it's about truth, freedom, and health. 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 That's what this is about. It's about we want truth, we want our health back, and we want freedom, period. And we should be uncompromising. Everyone decide, make, honor yourselves. Do not give your votes. Do not give, outsource your leadership to people who are not one of us. Don't do it anymore because they will slit our throats. They don't give a damn about us. Phil gives a damn about us. Barbara gives a damn about us. Jeremy gives a damn about us. Karina gives a damn about us. Jerry does. All of you care about us. And it's time we came together as one people, united beyond black and white, beyond left or right, working people unite, period. There's nothing else to talk about after that. All right? Thank you, everyone. Please come get some cards. Get as many cards. Take bundles and give them out everywhere. That's what we need right now. These are... These are bullets right here. Give them out. Thank you.